Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 21st of February 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Unfortunately, we still have some updates on the earthquake in Kahramanmarash. The death toll is past 40,000, and experts, as well as some political figures, believe that the number may increase up to fivefold. Aftershocks continue, some reaching a magnitude of six on the Richter scale. The Minister of Environment and Urbanization reported that over 90,000 buildings are heavily damaged and are to be demolished. He added that earthquake victims can learn about their building's status on eGovernment or eDevlet, an online platform that provides access to government services. More devastating news. On the night of Monday the 20th, four consecutive earthquakes measuring between a magnitude of 6.4 and 5.2 hit the southern city of Hatay. Hatay was already devastated by the previous earthquake. People reported that several damaged buildings collapsed, killing at least six people. The Disaster and Emergency Management Authority, known as AFAD, issued a tsunami alert as a precaution and advised people to stay clear of the coast. Later in the night, the AFAD withdrew the warning, saying that after evaluation, they noticed no threats of a tsunami. Naji Gurur, a famous Turkish seismologist, said that the previous earthquakes have stressed the fault lines in Hatay and Adana. He added that his evaluation suggests there may be more earthquakes in the cities of Adana and Malatya, as well as in Cyprus. About Hatay, while addressing the earthquake there, people found it odd that President Erdogan referred to Hatay as the personal matter of Atatürk, the founding father of the Republic of Turkey. He said, quote, We will rebuild Hatay, Atatürk's personal issue, end quote. Initially, back in the early 1900s, after Turkey's independence war, Hatay fell within the borders of the French mandate of Syria. Ataturk argued that Hatay was a Turkish homeland and declared that Hatay's annexation to the Turkish Republic was a personal matter to him. In 1939, after a referendum in Hatay, the city became a part of Turkey. Erdogan usually doesn't mention Ataturk in a pleasant manner as they hold very different ideologies that conflict with each other. Ataturk was a supporter of the fully secular state, whereas Erdogan's rule and policies rely heavily on religion. Some people interpreted Erdogan's mention of Ataturk as his last resort to appear sympathetic to opposition voters. Moving on, on Wednesday the 15th, the country held a live fundraiser named Turkey One Heart. Over 200 television channels, both national and international, broadcasted the fundraiser. Many celebrities and public figures attended the live broadcast as moderators. The fundraiser raised over 115 billion liras, approximately 6 billion U.S. dollars, and reportedly became the largest donation in history. Still on the fundraiser, the central bank donated 30 billion liras, or around 1.5 billion U.S. dollars. Many criticized the donation, saying the money was already the people's, and the bank had no right to donate the people's money. Of course, this isn't the only backlash the central bank faced for the donation. Hakan Kara, the former chief economist of the bank, claimed in a tweet that the donation could potentially raise the already soaring inflation further. He explained that the bank would write off this donation as their expenses, dropping their profit. Because their profits dropped, they will transfer less money to the treasury next year. So basically, the bank donated the treasury's future profits. Kara said that this donation might temporarily ease the public economy. However, in the long run, this temporary ease may lead the public to spend more money than they normally would. More on the economy. On Thursday the 16th, the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, or EBRD, revealed its gross domestic product growth forecast for 2023. They said that the growth slowed significantly in 2022 and predicted that it will drop to 3% this year. 
the EBRD cited the, quote, growing external financing requirements and political uncertainty associated with elections, end quote, for the drop in growth. They pointed out that they didn't take into account the impact of the earthquake while making the prediction. However, they believe it wouldn't lower the growth rate by more than 1%. They also expect the reconstruction of the earthquake zone to balance out the growth drop. Now some news on politics. The head of the main opposition, Republican People's Party, or CHP, instructed his party to investigate CHP municipalities' wrongdoings in preparing for an earthquake and their responsibility in the destruction of the municipalities. The CHP's move stood out among the people, as the public is used to executives trying to cover up their wrongdoings. On another note, Aihan Zetinolu, the head of the city of Kijeli's Chamber of Industry, received backlash for his remarks on earthquake victims. During the chamber's monthly assembly, he stated that the chamber's union believes that in order to keep the earthquake zone alive, the workers need to stay in the area. He further added that southern Turkey was an, quote, ethnically challenging place, end quote, and it was important not to let the locals settle on Kijeli in order to protect the demographic structure of the city. He requested that employers in Kijeli not employ workers from the south, and instead of moving the population, people should provide container homes and create temporary housing units in the area. Some criticized his insensitivity, while others said that his concern was logical, but his timing was wrong. Speaking of Kajeli, on Friday the 17th, the Urbanization Ministry approved the city municipality's sea-filling project along its coastline to create a festival area, and ruled that there is no need for an environmental impact assessment for the project. However, the city sits on a high-risk fault line, and it was heavily devastated by the 1999 Marmara earthquake. Experts expect another big earthquake in the Marmara region in cities like Istanbul and Kajoli in the upcoming years, and they demand an urgent urban transformation project in the area to avoid another disaster like the one in Kahramanmarash. Many people oppose such a project in the area. Some news on education. Recall that schools have been temporarily closed down following the earthquake. On Monday the 20th, primary, middle, and high schools resumed education, but universities are still online, as student dormitories are now housing earthquake victims. On that note, Following student objections, the Council of Higher Education announced that they might consider a hybrid model later. However, university students are still protesting against online education, as it's more effective to continue higher education face-to-face. The students held demonstrations against the decision in Izmir and Istanbul. The police battered demonstrators and detained many of them. However, they let them go later. Many criticized the police violence, claiming that if people in religious clothing held demonstrations, the police wouldn't touch them. Still on education, following an earthquake risk assessment, the Istanbul governorate found over 90 school buildings to be high risk. The governorate announced that they were evacuating the schools and that the students would continue their education at different schools while their buildings were being rebuilt or reinforced. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoshchakalin! Hoshchakalin!